Oh yeah, comedy. Yeah, we, we got do, the whole yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. We're all we're all doing it. You guys keep getting more and more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Welcome to episode 446, everybody. Wow, it's a lot. That is a, that's a, a lot of episodes. That's a big number. It's a big number. We've mm -hmm. done 89 spoilers and 446, so we're in the we're over and 500. And 600 we haven't even counted. Yeah. There's the <laughs> <laughs> just the ones where you and I talked into a shoe. Yeah, that's I know. Uh, those that's, are they're numbered on uh, p napkins. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. So we're halfway to eight ninety two, which is going to be exciting. Eight ninety two is going to be a fun episode. It will be. I well, sure. What's the significance of eight ninety two? It's. it's a, <laughs> Finally, someone asked. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing that. Because we started, we're like, we're, we hit our 50th episode. We're like, oh, halfway to 100. So then I just started any episode. I say we're halfway to oh, whatever. So there's okay, always this big sense. episode down the road okay. that we're going to get right. to, and it's yep. going to be exciting. Mm -hmm. Cool. Can't wait. Can't, yeah. can't wait. I look forward to it. It's only five to 10 years away, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We're it's always awesome. chasing this yeah. rainbow <laughs> of some big number episode down the road. I'm sure episode 223, I went, oh, we're halfway to 440. Yep. Six. Yep. It's like, all right, I'm glad we got that one in the can. <laughs> um, We're going to be talking about a lot of movies yes, today. We We're going to be talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, mm -hmm. Who Killed Jam Master J, The Christmas Chronicles. Oh. And uh, we've got some great sponsors and a lot of movies coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. A um, couple of crazy trailers, The Roma and, and They some, Shall Not Grow Old. Yeah, and some crazy trailers we're going to talk about. Uh, so, all right, let's introduce our guest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's been on the show numerous times. Yes. Uh, just got back from Prague, Mark Guggenheim, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thanks for having me back. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I just flew in from Prague, and I'm just really tired. Not my own. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't fly myself, um, but I am tired. And you just finished the um, CW crossover episodes, just finished right? finished the CW crossover episodes. Um, yeah, so many things going on. Mm -hmm. uh, it's now, how many superheroes time. did you cram into? How many episodes? It's four, right? It's three. Oh, this three. Year we okay. did three. Just, we mm -hmm. wanted to make our lives a little bit easier after last year. And right. the thing we couldn't tell everyone, but now we can, is we, we knew we were going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths for next year. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And we knew that is going to be uh, an interesting challenge. Mm -hmm. So we were like, we're going to go easy on ourselves this year. Mm -hmm. Give ourselves a little bit of a break. Give the cast and the crew a little bit of a break. Okay. And then next year, it's just bonkers. Now, you introduced... Um uh, Batwoman this yes. year, right? Yes, mm -hmm. that was uh, that was a lot of fun. I have to mm -hmm. say, I had a blast. I, I, I obviously I love the character mm -hmm. uh, Carolyn Dries, who's the showrunner creator of the you know Batwoman show, mm -hmm. uh, was such a joy to work with. Um, and it's Batwoman, come mm -hmm. on! Right. You know, I got to stand on a rooftop in Chicago with a bat signal for God's sake. Oh, nice, yeah, so, <laughs> it was really great, really, really great. So yeah, that was an incredibly rewarding experience. Um, mm -hmm. Seems to have gone over pretty well, which is great. Uh, I had a blast. We really actually had fun doing it this year, which oh, good. is not always the case. <laughs> um, and uh, and so that was that was really awesome and rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been a good good couple of months. Oh, actually. awesome! Yeah, yeah, it's been really it's been fun. Um, I'm not as burnt out at this point of the year as I normally <laughs> am, um, so it's good. All right, great. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, before we get into Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, let's uh, talk a little bit about your experience with the character. You wrote a run for Marvel I on did. I worked on mm -hmm. uh, the brand new day run, um, mm -hmm. which was, that was when Marvel decided to cancel the other Spider-Man titles and publish Amazing Spider-Man, the flagship title, three times a month. Uh, and I worked with... Dan Slott and Zeb Wells and uh, Bob Gale and Mark Wade and 
Wow. Uh, Joe mm-hmm. Kelly. I mean, crazy, you know, crazy murderers row of writers. Um, right. And it was such a blast. We had we had a lot of fun, and and we still keep in touch. And uh, those were those were some fun times. Now this this is the storyline that uh, where it kind of like got rid of Spider Man's marriage with yes. Mary Jane, right? Cor- uh, correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's a nice retcon. It was it, like, it was it was like well, we got to kind of We didn't do it. We, uh-huh. One more day was the, one more day did it. Right. And mm-hmm. um, one more day did it, and uh, we were brand new day. So we right. basically, it was like, you know, they dropped the mic and said, right. hey, good, good luck, go for it. And we sort of picked up the mantle. And mm-hmm. the way I like to describe it is, um, it, basically, it was uh, Mary Jane and Peter um, were married, and they got downgraded to a civil union. Right. Um, and the funny thing is, I had said that like in an mm-hmm. interview, and people like attacked me for being anti-marriage equality. This is back mm-hmm. before. This is back when it was called gay marriage. Um, right. But like, mm-hmm. it, people attacked me. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm I'm pro gay marriage. I'm pro mm-hmm. marriage equality. I, my point is, if you're upset about this, watch. I'm just diving right back into it. But <laughs> if, if you're upset about this, it's because you do recognize that a civil union is not the equivalent of a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're not the same thing. We do realize that, but you we're know. still mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. It was like, yeah, it's just a buzzsaw. But I, clearly, I love to keep just running into that buzzsaw. Well, <laughs> you know, that's like you know, over ten it's years. It's like old. trying to argue with a Star Wars fan over Twitter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this was this was thank God before Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank God it was yeah. before Twitter. This was back in the days of message boards when oh. right. you know mm-hmm. it was still still like the Wild West, but mm-hmm. less. Uh, it was more focused in certain areas. Like, it wasn't, like, And, and just the nature of a message board versus the immediacy of Twitter. Right. That, that mm-hmm. also uh, changes, lowers the right. temperature but now, a little bit. But now, as we get into this movie, I want to ask one question about Spider-Man. Yeah. What, when you were writing Spider-Man and working with all these great writers, what was it about the character that most appealed to you? That's a great question. I, I Look, I've always loved the fact that when... You, I think Spider-Man at his best, you always feel like you're reading a Peter Parker comic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Batman, Batman at his best, it's Batman. It's mm-hmm. not Bruce Wayne. Right. You know, in many ways, like, Batman is the real identity and yeah. Bruce Wayne's sort of the secret identity. Mm-hmm. I feel like the best Spider-Man, you know, movies, shows, and, 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 and comic runs are the ones where even when it's, you know, Spider-Man running around, swinging around the city with the mask on, it's a story about Peter. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, that that to me is the best version of the character. And, and Peter himself is such a cool and interesting and accessible character. You know, right. um, I, I don't think, you know, it's funny we don't really talk about that much, but the idea is like in a world populated with superheroes who are, you know, square-jawed or, you know, you know, super heroic or super confident or, you know, Mm -hmm. super pick an adjective. Peter basically was like this schlub. You know, he was a schlub and still is a schlub. Um, Even when he was married to Mary Jane, a supermodel, he still, there's an element of schlubbiness to him that is very accessible. He's a dorky, bumbling, you know, he's tripping over his own Mm -hmm. feet. He is the Parker Mm -hmm. Luck, you know, he's Mm -hmm. just... Yeah, he's just like a schmo, yeah. and that's what's so great and winning about him yeah. is that he's a schmo. Yeah, superhero um, with real-world problems. With real-world problems, but also real-world, like, you know, you know, you know, we're so conditioned in watching TVs and TV shows and movies where, you know, 
character goes from point A to point B, he always finds a parking space. You know, mm-hmm. um, right, he, uh, right. you know, they, she always, you know, gets the person she's calling on the first ring. Um, you know, always has money to buy whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, Peter, none of those things are ever. Yeah, true. like it's all, in fact, the one thing you can you can pretty much count on with Peter is it's gonna go wrong. It's gonna mm-hmm. go poorly, and that's that's just. It's accessible and it's relatable, and um, I think it's one of the reasons why the character, you know, resonates so much for all these years. And mm-hmm. yeah, he's really unique um, in in that respect. You know, I mean, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's fucking badass. Like she's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, things always work out for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a lot of self doubt. You know? No, you know, <laughs> she's not. She's not neurotic. And, and <laughs> Peter, like, you know, nothing goes right for Peter. And you know, that's it helps to be a princess too. It does help mm-hmm. to be a princess, and you know, it, it's it helps, you know. Depending upon your comic book run, to be a god or how yes. that in you, and that's wonderful too. And, yep. You know, these are all wonderful advantages. Maybe half god. Yeah. You know, depending you on know? the. Uh, it depends on the run. run. Yeah, uh, depends on the run. Um, but yeah, like you know, Peter could be you or me. You mm-hmm. know, in a way that's it's funny. People like to say not to pick on Batman, but like people like to say like, well, Batman could be you or me because he doesn't have superpowers. Like, yeah, you know what? None of us can be like you know like uber wealthy. You know. Uh, you know, inherited you know millions and millions of dollars and now. trained in Russia. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because exactly. If, if our parents, mm-hmm. we saw our parents killed, we might have the same drive to rid crime, but we wouldn't have the billion dollars to go mm-hmm. train exactly. with the League of Shadows. Yeah. Preci- precisely. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. So, yeah. like, you maybe know, we'd be a criminal uh, prosecutor or something yeah, like that. Join exactly. the pool to the force. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a know. policeman or something like that. Exactly. So Peter's, yeah. you know, Peter's just accessible and cool. So, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is the animated movie um, that come out. Now, keep in mind, not a Marvel movie. This is still Sony licensing the character because now we'll talk about more about it on the spoiler app. But Yeah, the, so we did a spoiler app, uh, yes. guys, that'll drop this week mm-hmm. with uh, Ron Placone. And uh, because now, because Sony and the uh, Disney lawyers worked out the uh, basically a guest appearance for the character in the Marvel Universe, but basically the Marvel movies with Spider-Man in them are being made for Sony to distribute. So it's it kind of goes in a circle, mm-hmm. whereas this is specifically a Sony movie licensing the Marvel character. Um, and it's keeping lawyers employed at studios for many years. Uh, yeah, it's amazing <laughs> that we're even talking about yeah. this, I have to say. Uh, so this movie was an absolute uh, blast. I had so much fun at this movie. It was a, uh, you know, we talk, like I said, we talked about it and... Uh, um, wasn't that excited when I heard about it? I'm like, oh, what are they going to do? They just, you know, they're just making a Spider-Man movie. And they're like, no, they, they cared about this movie. They did a really unique, interesting thing by introducing the Spider-Verse and introducing more Spider-Men and Spider-Women. And it was just really, but they didn't stop there. They went and actually created some really interesting and different animation for the film. Like, you know, a lot of times now movies either look like, Pixar or How to Train Your Dragon, and which also look remarkably similar as well. It's always 3D animation with, you know, specific looking characters. And, you know, you also look sometimes it's like, all right, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, mm, still pretty similar. <laughs> like you never see interesting or different character designs in animation as much anymore, especially big budget animation. And this one, um, they're like, you know what, we're going to take some choices. We're going to take some liberties. We're going to experiment. Um, one of the things that uh, they did do was to pay tribute to old comic books through the visual style and imitate the imperfections of offset printing. So some of it is blurry. Some of it, you know, the the colors are like oh, superimposed and maybe that gave some people headaches. So... <laughs> Chris, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, 
So I went yesterday to see this and uh, I was excited to see it. And there was a lot of cool stuff about it. I only made it about 45 minutes to an hour in mm-hmm. because of that animation style was giving me headaches. So much mm-hmm. so that, that I was sitting in the back off to one of the sides where I like to sit. And I was like, am I in the 3D one? And mm-hmm. they forgot to give me glass. I checked my ticket. No, I'm in the 2D one. Yeah. I go up and I asked the woman working there. I go, I'm getting a headache and the images look messed up. Like, it, did they accidentally screen the 3D? Mm-hmm. She comes into the theater. She goes, oh man, let me check. Mm-hmm. She checks, comes back and goes, no, this is the 2D version. But the director, the filmmaker did this intentionally. And she's like, I can give you tickets to the 3D or we can just give you a full refund. I was like, well. Or you could uh, visit any of these other theaters and see a movie that isn't blurry. So. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, so I was like, all right, I'll try to tough it out. I watched another 10 minutes or so, and I just was getting a massive headache, and I left. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was bummed because, especially reading that now, I'm like, well, I, that's so cool that the filmmaker made that choice. Like, I, right. I love a cool choice and a throwback and, and 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 mixing mediums and stuff like that. Yep. I applaud the effort, but I think this was like a bridge too far. Like, we, you know, it wasn't necessary. Like, you could get, like, they textured some of the frames and they make it look like, you know, it was almost like you're looking at the newsprint from a, a comic. Right, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, you know, this was like, I... I, I I don't need it blurry. I think I don't. I, I don't. It's kind I, of a thing I, I with movies. Be, yeah, you want to be I, able to clear see it. is okay. Yeah. Like I get what you're doing, but like uh, it's. I don't think it was. I, I said this on the spoiler app. I think it would have been cool if they would have just one of these universes they just went into looked like, like that. The, the blurry offset printing universe. You know, that's uh, you know, and then they have holds up a hostess pie. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. I, I feel terrible. And Kristen Belson and Christina Steinberg, if you're listening to this, I'm really, really, really sorry. I've been in Prague. Um, there, there was no opportunity to see it in Prague. So I did see billboards <laughs> for it in Prague. So that's really saying something. And I'm terrible, and I'm an awful friend, and I'm really proud of you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, and I promise you, I'm going to see it um, because I'm obviously dying to for so many different reasons. But it's a it's a really good um, film for sure. And well, well, uh, well, I said this in the spoiler, and I want to say it here too. Is mm-hmm. I wonder if the 3D version that this thing that the filmmaker did is going to look really cool in the 3D version. Right. Because, I, I mean, I love a bold choice, and it, it's, it's, I'm glad they made this movie, and I like the multiple universes and all the different Spider-Mans that we got to meet in it. Um, I just, I got a headache. I don't know what to do. Right. What, what I liked, too, about this movie was, uh, <clears throat> and this is the part you got to see, was they didn't skimp on the setup. Like, we're introducing a new world. We're introducing Miles Morales, a new Spider-Man. We didn't, like, just jump to, all right, let's just jump to him getting um, bitten. But no, we we actually took our time with it. And uh, we got to know him. We got to know his family. We got to know his motivations. And we looked at it like we were meeting Peter Parker for the first time. Like, okay, but in a different way. Um, So then when he did get the powers and the multi-universes started to kind of combine and collide on each other, then we get the Peter Parker, the schleppy Peter Parker who's overweight and divorced and really doesn't have a lot to live for. Like, he's literally gets sucked into the multiverse as he's trying to eat a piece of pizza. To, like that he's holding <laughs> and uh he's scruffy he's kind of given up and he becomes miles morales's mentor but he's he's almost like you know mr miyagi where it's you know there's there's scenes where you know they didn't put it in the movie but you know there were scenes where he was getting drunk <laughs> you know and uh off camera uh, but there was some great surprises in this movie you know the um the 
trailer makes it look like you know you see all the other Spider-Men and Spider-Women like right away, like they're in, but they're not. They they actually come later. There's actually a lot of setup in this movie, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I really like the fact that this whole Spider-Verse is set up, that new the new Spider-Man is set up, and that you know we get to see that hero's journey of him just not being you know, comfortable in this new role where then he finally gets comfortable with there's a, there's a great scene. We'll talk about more in the spoiler with him, you know, that it's always that mentor mentee um, scene right before he, he starts to come into his own and, you know, uh, realize his uh, role in this. But um, it was really, really fun. I thought it really unfolded in a nice way. I think uh, the villains could have probably used a little more development, but we all know who the Kingpin is. We all we know, and we saw his motivations, but he, they didn't get as much screen time as the here's because you have so many Spider Men in the movie. Right. There there wasn't a lot of time left. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, di- I'm dying to see it. Yeah, really yeah, it's see it. it's it's, I, I, it's, it's cool. really fun and it's yeah. really cool. And it was again, it was the kind of thing where. You know, my whole family liked it. You know, 13-year-old, 10-year-old wife. Yep. And uh, like we were talking more about on the spoiler, wife, very reluctant to see it. She's not sure. like, mm, yeah. animated Spider-Man movie. Mm, I don't know. You know. It was, yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it, it was really fun. And she even commented as uh, someone not in the business how cool and stylistic the animation was See? like she's like and that, that's the suck. kind of thing where i blame where, my uh, eyes i, don't know why. I, I blame me, your eyes yeah, too it gave but, me a uh, headache i wish it didn't but <laughs> that's the that's the kind of thing like you could have like like there's even panels where you get like you know the word uh blurbs and you get the the sound effects and all those things like you're actually reading a comic book so i don't think you really needed to go that extra mile of like well we're gonna make it blurry and i don't know i i, I got it <laughs> you know you don't you don't have to push it that far i i, I, um, I would have I wish I didn't get a headache. I would. I kind of dug it. Well, you know, maybe just, maybe just, the maybe the DVD will have like a uh, a director's cut, like a non blurry version, where they're there's like, oh, if you got a headache, you know, flip the disc over mm-hmm. and you'll get to see the, this version. Because in animation, it's like you know, you just hit a button. You know, I, <laughs> like, it was cool. Too. Maybe you just need to go to the eye doctor. Man. <laughs> I mean, have you thought about it? Maybe it's you. Yeah. Well, wait. Let me you ask know? you this question: Was the Whole movie blurry or just the edges? By the way, were the tra- were the trailers blurry yeah, too? Yeah, no, the trailers were <laughs> okay because that's how you can tell. The guy was... sitting next to me was blurry. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why the filmmaker yeah, yeah. would yeah. do that. Was Aquaman blurry or just annoying? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I really liked this movie. I thought it was really fun. Um, I think there it had a lot going for it. It was a uh, um, it was a nice surprise because you know the last two Spider Man movies were awful. Mm-hmm. And, I wait, uh, I loved Homecoming. No, I'm sorry. The ones before oh, Marvel got okay. it. Yeah, the, okay. uh, the Andrew Garfield okay. ones yeah, that no one on, talks come about. Come on. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I meant the last two Sony, the uh, um, ones. Okay, the, fair the, enough. Yeah. Fair, Homecoming's fair enough. great. Yeah, Homecoming's Homecoming fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Homecoming's fantastic. I mean, okay. really, okay. the. Just so um, clear. The uh, yeah, the Spider-Man movies quality is like watching like a, a sine wave graph. It's like good, 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 bad, 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 good, bad. It really it, it goes it, up it varies. Yeah, it yeah. Varies. Um, so I think this was a really cool addition to the um, Spider-Man universe. Uh, so I'd like to see what they do next with it because there's a couple yeah. different directions they could it's, go. Honestly, I said it in the spoiler, but I'm going to say it here too. I want to see an entire movie on Spider-Man Noir voiced by Nicolas Cage. He was so good in this movie. I've watched um, that. Yeah, I've and he. All, and all in black and white too. So. Blurry black and white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I saw the Netflix doc yes. who killed Jam Master Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, we've said this before, but it bears repeating. Netflix is just making one amazing doc after another. I don't yes. know. They're just making really good docs, mm-hmm. and this was no exception. Um, so Jam Master Jay was the DJ from Rum DMC, and he was killed. 
Mm-hmm. I forget what, 2002, 2003, yep. something like that. Unsolved uh, murder. Unsolved murder. Mm-hmm. And they go into it. The movie is also good in the beginning to give you a nice little history lesson on hip hop and where those guys came up. They came up in, in, in Hollis, Queens and how they started and how pop, how huge they got. I mean, they were like the first hip hop group to be on Rolling Stone and sell out massive arenas. And then they did that uh, song with uh, Aerosmith, which was massive. Walk This Way. Big Mm -hmm. first crossover from Mm -hmm. hip hop, which was amazing. But then they talk about like in the late 80s, going into the 90s, gangster rap came and they sort of fell off a little Mm -hmm. bit. And Jam Master Jay got more into producing, and he had a label, and he like he discovered Fifty Cent and right. and some some other pretty well known rapper in that era. And because when you think Run DMC and Jam Master uh, uh, Jay, you don't think like oh they're going to be involved in a uh, you know a East Coast West Coast you know gang shooting they don't they didn't come across that Mm-mm. way. But that's one of the things they go into. They're like right. look the neighborhood they grew up in. Everybody was sort of involved in that a right. little bit. So it was like you had... He was killed by LL Cool J. <laughs> that would be <laughs> Don't ruin the ending. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, Mama said knock you yeah. out. <laughs> Guilty. Uh-huh. Um, so it's really cool the way they... And just from a um, unsolved crime style of doc. So mm-hmm. it's cool. It's a hip hop doc and an unsolved crime doc so together. They did a really cool way of sort of the interviews and recreating, like they had this like diorama basically of like, well, he was here, this guy came in, this guy said this, why was this camera shut off? We know this guy was here, we know, and they're, and they're like they're interviewing, and then some of the guys that were in sort of uh, Jay's crew, you know, they they have criminal records and they're just like, man, I know that guy. There's no way that guy was here. Like it's really like. And, you know, they interview his mom and, you know, it's really heartfelt and it's... it's Did she explain why she named her son Jay Master Jay? Yeah, it's a family name. It uh, <laughs> came... What was... Mm-hmm. Just to curiosity, was the documentary blurry? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a vision problem, guys. The documentary looked great. Okay. <laughs> All the trailers I've seen look great. I can read this piece of paper very well. Um... So uh, yeah, it, it's a really it's a really in, in, interesting doc, and it it you know, the filmmaker does a really cool job of painting the picture of his upbringing, the era, the people that are around him. Gets really great, compelling interviews with people asking. One of them is just like a journalist who was like, I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm going to ask more questions and how that, you know, the black community, not really forthcoming with the police department. The police department sort of just like, ah, it's another gang thing, like not really investigating it as well. Mm -hmm. And so there's that element in there too. And, you know, it's, it's really, and they use a good, a good mix of sit down interview footage and archival news footage and Mm -hmm. photos. And it's a really it's like an hour and change, you know? It's mm-hmm. really compelling. Great little doc. You're at home. You need something to, you know? Check out. Watch over a sandwich. Right. Hold the <laughs> iPad up to your eye so it's not blurry. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. 
So there's uh, two guys with glasses yeah. <laughs> telling me that I have a vision. Yes, <laughs> we've corrected our vision <laughs> issues. You should try it sometime. <laughs> um, so. Mark, right. did you see anything on the plane ride back from Prague? <laughs> you know what did I see? Um, no, I was working. Uh, oh, on the plane. Oh, I, wow. On the plane. I that, I love working on planes. It's like mm. the phone's not ringing. It's incredible. Like yeah, it's great. Uh, you get a lot done. I, I get a lot done. Get a mm. lot done. So no, I just I just worked. You know, I I I started. Um, they've got uh, Star Trek Discovery is on Netflix in Europe. Um, oh, so really? I started watching Star Trek Discovery um, at uh, Travis Beecham's recommendation, and um, I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging it. It it it, it you know it, it hadn't originally grabbed me back when I is it better than the first episode? Because I watched the first. That's episode the thing. And I, it, it I didn't gets, like it. It gets better. It does grow on you. It mm-hmm. does. You got to give it a little time. Okay. You know, gotta give a little time. I, that's a pretty fair assessment of a lot of TV series. Yes, I absolutely. Think. I, look, it's hard to get it right right out of the box. It's really mm-hmm. hard. And I know? think too the pilot, yeah, especially with a show like Star Trek, you yeah. have no mythology or history to to work from. So oh. you know, it's, <laughs> oh. it's really you know how there's there's no roadmap. How can you get it right? So <laughs> that's mean. That's just mean. Anyway, it's, I'm I'm entertained by it and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> All right. Oh, so you must know somebody over there. I, uh, I, I did. I think everyone I've known on the show has gotten fired. By yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So right. how far is it? Is it like first season, second season? It's The second season premieres. I'm not even, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pimp someone else's show, but yeah. uh, their, their second season premieres January 14th yeah. or 17th. Now, so. the one thing I am excited about, because it is a hit for CBS um, – all access is they're doing a Picard show. That which I mean, I'm really that I am about. totally like, in for. Like it's an extension of Next Generation. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. I mean, you know, he did an announcement. It's like he's excited to return to the character. Yep. I'm like, yep, yep. so am I. Yep. I can't take my I, money. Yeah, I want to see it. Yep. I'm, I'm ready. Yep, me too. So um, I saw the Christmas Chronicles, and uh, this is a this is how Netflix is just kind of throwing down the gauntlet. Like, you know, we're gonna first of all we're gonna make and acquire a bunch of crappy movies, but we're also going to um, even start doing holiday season movies, seasonal movies, and in addition to specials. So they made basically a Christmas movie that would normally be like on Lifetime or an ABC Family Special or whatever. Um, you know, it's a very uh, a very similar plot. So you have a um, you know a family the father's passed away. The two children aren't getting along. The mother is just if oh, you know what I want for Christmas just for you two to get along. Hmm, I wonder what's gonna happen. But, Are they uh, gonna learn the real reason <laughs> yeah. of the season? And Chris? so here's the here's the thing about this movie. It hits all the um, the the beats that every other Christmas movie ever hits. However, this movie. Um, ends up being way more charming than it deserves to be. <laughs> so you're mad that it tricked you? Yeah, Is that I, what happened? I, um, I, it, it was unexpected, especially with Netflix's history on feature films. Again, it seems like they don't talk to the documentary or TV department. Mm-hmm. They're uh, completely isolated and like, we're just going to do what we want. I'm like, no, you really shouldn't stop. You know, you're, you're doing horrible things in your feature department. Uh, so just stop in your scripted horror feature, feature I department. I got to send these yeah. <laughs> So this movie, um, Santa Claus is played by Kurt Russell in this movie, and it's absolutely hilarious. He looks like he's having so much fun playing Santa, and uh, he interacts great with the kids. There's, like, CG elves. There's CG reindeer. There's 
you know, policemen who don't believe them that put him in jail. That happens in every Santa Claus movie. Um, usually a musical number breaks out. It did, but what, in this movie, uh, it's Stephen Van Zandt's band is actually in jail. With him, like, oh, he looks familiar. And then uh, I wonder if there's going to be some instruments that'll appear suddenly. And yep, they. But the thing a is, a trumpet in prison. Yeah. Uh. No way. Kurt Russell is so charming and so fun in this movie. You literally go along with it for the you know the entire um, ride. So it's actually a really decent, fun kids Christmas movie. Would I recommend um, adults watching it on their own? No, it's not like a Pixar movie. But if you have a child ten years or younger, teenagers are gonna are gonna tune out on it for sure. But ten or younger, love it. They're gonna love it. So I watched it with my ten year old uh, son, and he was he loved it. He thought it was really great. So you you want some trivia about about this movie? Sure. Um, my brother produced. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So name um, a show that you have no connection to. Oh, God, <laughs> movie. There's, a, there, you know, there's so much television out there. I'm sure there's a couple things. But, so. yeah, it's like both my brothers are writers. My wife is a showrunner. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I've well, been doing well, this honestly, for 18 years. Honestly, you, you, can, you can honestly tell them that, um, that, you know, it was put together very nicely. I will. Actually, yeah, if you had movie. trashed it, I was fully prepared to embarrass you <laughs> uh, on this podcast. Without, you know, of course, of course, without giving you the opportunity to edit anything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, usually when that, we yeah. have you on the show, there's usually you some... You get me into some kind of trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's true. Well, we, I, think we, I think we got that out of the way with the whole one more day, brand new day thing. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten there's some there's someone in, in their mother's basement who's like, yes, I'm still angry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Still pissed off about yeah. that. I'm glad he brought it up again. Yeah. <laughs> I can only so, hope they're in mm-hmm. their bad mother's Yeah. <laughs> yeah and they just went Guggenheim. Son of a. So, but yeah, it was um, it was really um, fun. And then Goldie Hawn makes an appearance in oh. it. And, uh, oh. and so it's just. Parents a, the most adorable yeah. Hollywood couple. Yeah. 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 They're the last one left. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. it was, um, you know, Kurt Russell, I'll tell you, I know he's getting older, but. You just can't tell. Like, you know, he's just he's just as charming and fun and he looks, you know, a little bit grayer, but you know, he looks he's like one of those guys is yeah. gonna be young and good looking when for he's like, eighty. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like I don't think you've aged for thirty years. Mm-mm. Yeah. He looks right. And this is under like a bunch of Santa Claus wigs and makeup and beards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's still yeah, it looks really good. And no, he's he, he's aging extremely well. Yeah, and, and I just kept thinking Kurt of don't like crack. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and uh, you know, he was he was Santa Pliskin in this movie. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. By the way, was, that yeah. is that's a movie. That's Can a someone movie. please make this that's right a now? Movie. It was it was Escape Santa from Pliskin. Christmas. Yes, it really was. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Call your agent. That's yeah. an awesome movie. Call your brother. Yeah. <laughs> And produce that for sure but it was really it was really fun so uh, but again it's not it, it's a um it's a 10 year old and under uh type movie like uh um but it's you know it was really charmingly put together i give for awesome. sure and uh um so you know check that out and all right. Ready for the sponsor, Let's Graham? Do, let's sponsor it up. Last, last sponsor of 2018. Oh, God bless mm-hmm. you. And uh, they, they want you to make some money, this last sponsor. I really want them. Yeah, this I'm is Robinhood. Oh, thank God. And uh, they are an app that you can actually uh, invest money and uh, buy stocks on. Okay. I actually use this app. So it's really... really? Uh, I do. Really yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It really is. I mean, that... It, it's it, really easy. There's no commissions. Great. There's yeah. no fees. And, uh, you know, other brokerages can charge up to 10 bucks, but Robinhood doesn't. Uh, it's really easy to use. They have charts and market data, and you can learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. But what I really like about it, too, 
is it's so easy to use. Like, you know, yeah. it's it's a really user-friendly interface. Um, it's almost like set up like a game. Like if you ever refer somebody or like, you know, when you first sign up, you get a free stock, but like they spin. So then like you got, it's almost like a three-card Monty. You got to pick the one you want. It spins around and like, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I got, you know, I, I got Sirius or Apple or whatever, you know, whatever, uh, whatever comes over. And then um, you just transfer money from your bank account. It's so easy. And then you um, you buy, sell just right from the app. It's easy. It's How long have you been using it, Mark? Proof. Um, I would say about two years now, I think. Oh, yeah. nice. It's, it's really great because you can, you know, you, you just pull, you just enter in your banking information. Um, y- you now have a, you know, a, a repository of money and you can you buy, sell. It, it's super easy. There's, yeah, the great charts. It's uh, tracks it's, all year. Tracks mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's mm-hmm. honestly, it's like, it's idiot proof investing. Oh, uh, nice. It's really great. Yeah, actually, I really, really like it. And they're not paying me to say that. Yeah. Uh, clearly, <laughs> they're not paying me to say that. But uh, I, I, I really that's dig a, that's it. That's their quote on the website. Yes. Idiot proof investing. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I mean, that's not a bad quote. That's not no, a bad it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but here's the thing. Um, this is what I love about this sponsor. If you try it, you're going to get a free uh, free share of stock. What? Yeah. So it's like it's literally you're getting something for free just for signing up. How about it? Um, and it could be like Apple, Ford, or Sprint just to help you build your portfolio. You got to sign up at filmnerdsrobinhood.com. That's filmnerds.robinhood.com. So check it out, Robinhood. You will not be sorry. You won't be disappointed. Like this is a sponsor we actually um, we use all the time. It's really fun. Cool. So, all right, got some Patreon Patreon, sponsors. guys, if you go to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds, we will do little, uh, little ad reads for your business or non-for-profit or whatever you got going on. Yep. Great way to support the show and get the word out on whatever you're doing. Whatever you're working on. Yep. This is uh, Johnny Rulon's promoting his novel, Green Cheek. Johnny. And A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel, which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden place of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com, happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And the Audacity Performing Arts Project produces after-school performing Audacity. arts projects in poor, underfunded, and lowest perfor- low-performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please check them out at audacityperformingarts.com, audacityperformingarts.com. And from Chris Parker Howard, called Howard. Suicide. He said, well, at least you didn't say suicide. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Suicide. <laughs> It's a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. New apps every Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeversuicide.com, coffeeversuicide.com. Mm-hmm. And Alice Frazier, co-host of the Bugle podcast and Tea with Alice. Tea! <laughs> brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. The recorded back-to-back is a three-hour show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in April 2018 with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. Check out alicefraser.com, Fraser with an S. And Rebecca Evans, The Art Podcast. Art. Past hesitation, but true ourselves, we find our own art in life. You want to hear some fun stories and get inspired? Check out The Art Facebook.com slash The Art Podcast with an S. And lastly but not least, La Calavera by Alan Ross. It's the uh, story of a pirate radio operator decides to go into the pirate cable TV business. Darren Loney, together with a group of misfits and the questionable guidance of a spiritual advisor in the form of Nixon, gear up to take on the world's largest media conglomerate and its egomaniacal celebrity CEO. It's on Amazon and ebook and hard copy. All right. Thanks a lot, Patreon. Uh, Thank you. We really appreciate it. That helps us out every single month. 
All right, next first trailer is uh, Roma that we're going to talk about. Now, this is a uh, um, getting some Oscar buzz, this movie. And it's in theaters and on uh, Netflix. It, it's in glorious uh, black and white. And it's about a Mexican family growing up in the 70s. Wait, it's not about Al Pacino's character? From Glen 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 oh, so I'm not watching. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not interested. I, that's why I thought it was. It's a prequel. Who told you you could work with men? <laughs> a lot of housekeeping going on. I was saying, shouldn't this be seen on a big screen? Well, honestly, yeah. <laughs> well, no, There's see, two the stars big screen, up there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're starting to change my mind. It's right? Big screen now. Yeah. yeah. I saw this trailer. I was like, I don't think my. Not, I have a nice big flat screen. I don't think it'll do it justice. It feels like you need to be immersed in this story. Right. right. I don't know, why is the title in color? <laughs> you guys are assholes. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about, before we play the next trailer, let's talk about this for a minute. Uh, they Shall Not Grow Old. This is a really, um, really, really interesting film. This is Peter Jackson uh, was given a bunch of World War I footage from the uh, government, and he took it and digitally uh, completely changed it. Not only did he colorize it, but he did a lot more than that. He actually... The Germans win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they have to fight goblins, which is weird. Uh, so, and it's five uh, hours long. Yeah. So he not only colorized it, but he went through, it was like a frame-by-frame -frame re recreation. He changed the frame rate. He changed... Um, uh, kind of the resolution. He also added sound because it was all silent before. So you have all these ambient sounds that weren't there before. And, you know, it actually um, asks the question that's never been asked before. Well, is it still archive footage at this point? Like, you know, from a film history perspective, it's not, you know, it's it's been enhanced and changed so much. It's a different experience. It's not even archival footage anymore. Well, it's, it's I mean, yeah, and it seems like, He's the guy to do something like that. Going back to Roma real quick, mm -hmm. like uh, Alfonso Curion is, you know, these types of filmmakers have these insane, not insane, but these amazing visions that are yes. just mm -hmm. 
that are sort of transcendent. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just watched... That's uh, what makes them auteurs, really. Yeah, it's I, like they have this vision. I just watched, uh, what was it, Children of Men mm-hmm. from 2006. Oh, my God. It's got a real distinct look and feel yeah. to it that he, only he epic. could have given. Yeah. It's epic. And he does these things, like I'm watching that movie where he fills the whole frame up to tell you yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching and they're in this boat and I'm like, there's just a floating dead bird in the corner of the frame. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't point to it. They don't right. make a... But it's, he fills the... The whole frame with all of the yep. collapse of society his, in all these different yeah. ways. His mise en scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's really amazing. So it's again going back to why I want to watch Roma on a big screen. So. But to back to, to your but I think it's part of what your to answer to your question is mm-hmm. maybe it is different because right. it's it's one thing to just sort of remaster something yes. to to preserve it. To get all the the uh you know the the scrapes and noise. Sure and, and all that out stuff yeah. out of it. But then what he sounds like he's doing in this is completely I don't know. It's He's a great completely dip- Where do you see it? And because uh, I, but I, one other thing I want to mention too. Like I was thinking, like this is kind of an odd choice. Like what Peter Jackson putting this together because he's not really known for you know archival war footage or movies, but he is known for digital master. I mean, founding Weta and everything. But then I thought too, there is actually a connection. Um, he spent so much time in Tolkien's world. Tolkien was in World War One, and then that was his inspiration for actually writing Lord of the Rings. Hmm. So I wonder if that was one of the things that uh, and uh, attracted him. I don't think him. people realize how horrible World War One really was. No, no, it was. I, I mean, because you know, there isn't all of this footage no. about it, there weren't all of yeah. these movies made. You know, you know, people don't realize. No, they used poison gas in World oh, War One. No. It was awful. All right, let's watch it. Speaking of poison gas, here comes the trailer. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer. I'm really looking forward to this. So now, Graham, it might start blurry, but then it'll actually Shut get that. filthy, <laughs> glassware <laughs> mouth. Because you can see the speed in the frame rate, too. All yeah. that gets changed. Right. This is also a good example of a very effective trailer. You see the transformation yeah. on the, uh, um, in the footage as, uh, as you see where it goes. I was 16 years old, and my father allowed me to go. I was just turned 17 at the time. I was 16. And I was 15 years. When they came to us, they were frightened children and had to be made into soldiers. All right, boys, here it comes. We're in the pictures. (laughs) I gave every part of my youth to do a job. Radar too. I didn't really hear that much about it. I heard more about Mortal Engines than this this Peter Jackson project. See how the frame rate was slowed down.
It's unbelievable. That's it was a job to be done. hundred years old. I think, wow, this is like one of the more... And it's also in 3D. I mean, yeah. he also did, uh, you know, a stereoscopic, whatever you call it. Yeah, conversion. Yeah. Conversion. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word. Yeah. I mean, this is amazing because the thing about World War One was it was this horrible, but we don't, all we have is that black and white fast footage that sort of right. makes it seem like a Chaplin movie and it doesn't really, mm -hmm. to our modern eyes... We don't see the horrifying. We don't understand. And there hasn't been a lot of World War One movies no. mm -mm. that really no. captured this. I had my my grandfather. Wonder fought. Woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that was that's that. it. I and mean, it. well, we had the War Horse. Yeah, I like War Horse. <laughs> yeah, but that was like you're right. There aren't that many, and I think yeah. they only was... put Wonder Woman in World War One because of uh, Captain, Captain America. America. Oh, yeah. that's exactly. Right. <laughs> well, also, I mean, Bill Murray did that movie that was a remake in the '80s. Oh yeah, I'm blanking on. Yes, I am too. Aaron, um, with Damn, the, I remember this. Where, where they talk about stripes. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That was yeah. all based in yeah. world. <laughs> um, it was uh, anyway. It was like so. My grandfather fought in World War One, and he lied about his age because mm -hmm. he wasn't eighteen and said he was like fifteen or sixteen, mm -hmm. and he was stationed in England. Um, and this commanding officer really liked him, so he stayed as this guy's, this colonel's assistant in oh. England. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be here. He probably wow. would have died. Mm -hmm. My great uncle fought in World War I, and I remember interviewing him for a paper I did in high school about World War I, and he just sort of vaguely talked about it. Mm -hmm. God, how old was he? He was, I mean, he was in his 80s when I was in high school in the right. 1980s. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was, he, and I remember talking to when i was in I, I did a tour a comedy tour in iraq um so thanksgiving i'm glad you prefaced it with comedy <laughs> <laughs> just so people know a tour in iraq. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks of telling dick jokes <laughs> um and uh the razor's edge, the razor's edge the that's razor's it, which is a remake but it's a it's a world war one he's this um you know, rich kid playboy who goes over to World War One and comes back, and he's not—he's not the same guy. Mm -hmm. And there's that classic thing where uh, Brian Dora Murray, his—you know—his his real brother plays one of the guys, and when somebody dies, he gives this really like cold. He will not be missed when this guy dies. Um, in that movie, Razor's Edge is a really underlooked movie, and mm -hmm. it was the story about Razor's Edge was Bill Murray said, "I'll do Ghostbusters too." Provided you give me razors, right. <laughs> and hmm. um, interesting, interesting bargain. <laughs> and it's it's a really strong acting piece for Bill Murray that is so so overlooked. And I remember it's definitely a sleeper movie. It didn't get oh, you know wide. But um, the thing about people don't understand about World War One, it was awful. It was up close, bayonet fighting, uh, chemical weapons, yeah, poison and, gas. Pardon. The trenches, mm -hmm. trench warfare was horrifying. Yeah. And I, when I was in Iraq, we were doing, there was a p bunch of PGA golfers were sort of uh, in Iraq at the same time. And they were going to bases and showing guys how, and they're setting up little driving ranges is cool. And one of them, and so we crossed paths, our tours sort of crossed paths. And one of them was uh, David Faraday, the kind of comedic golf guy. And he told a story about his it's quite the overlap, the comedian. Yes, golf, <laughs> you know the two um, tours meet. It was, <laughs> and the Washington Redskins cheerleaders were also <laughs> in in Iraq at the same time. But we were we were somewhere, 
eating between, you know, flying somewhere. And, and he was talking about, we were talking about the, you know, the reality and the horrors of war. Cause we're all, you're all sort of seeing some of that there. They always take you into medical tents when mm-hmm. you're over there and stuff like that. You meet a lot of wounded people. And he talked about how his grandfather, the story of his grandfather, he came back from world war one and didn't talk for three years. Wow. wow. And he's wow. like, no one called it PTSD. They just said he was shell shocked. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. And the, and so like, what to me, when I see what Peter Jackson is doing, I'm like, that's awesome. Cause he can really put a human face yeah. on what that war was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I want to see. No, I, I really want to see that. I want to yeah. see in 3D. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. I'll see both these films. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, um, Mark, I'll ask you before we get into the DVD and Blu-rays, do you have any uh, movies coming up that you're excited about that are coming out? It, you Ooh, know, in, uh, other than Spider-Man, of course. Uh, well, I have to see Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited to see Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited to see Bumblebee. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Bumblebee, it's actually really good. I've heard that. I'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to seeing that. And uh, I really want to see Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. seen the original Mary Poppins, yeah. but the, the, the <laughs> sequel. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm really excited about, yeah, it's it's good time for film. I really yeah. think, too, like uh, Bumblebee is that... Like we were talking about it when I, because I I'd seen it early, and uh, it was almost like a sigh of relief to mm. like watch this movie. We're like, because we've been bombarded by yeah. horrible Transformers movies for so many years. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, a uh, a filmmaker who actually has some uh, passion and love of the material actually can get in there and make an actual movie. Um, you know, soulless filmmakers make soulless films. So <laughs> you, you know that that's the thing. It's like we, we've now got the technology to make these movies good, mm-hmm. but they need. They need a good script. Well, that um, and you know, that has to be important. There is a. Yeah. a, a I, I talk about it in the other episode, but I'll, I'll tell you because it, it relates to that. Is the, at the end of the movie they had that um, like that kind of behind the scenes where they Travis Knight talks about the oh. movie and the script, and but he also talks about the technology <laughs> and how the designs. Like if you you know you're you probably grew up with Transformers in the eighties cartoons. He said. They actually dropped down the detail level and made them more like the original Transformers. So hey. you could tell, like, an arm is a bumper, or oh. you know, the wing is on the back, and they Love have certain that. color. Yeah, he that said, was part of the. He said it's appeal. not. Yeah, and he said it's not all just gears and, right. and metal. And that oh, was I love like that. so. Everything he did in the interview without. Actually, saying it was, was kind of a subtle dig of like everything that uh, yeah. Agabe did wrong, and he was—he's yeah. absolutely right. Like yeah. everything from the you know the no script philosophy to the um, character and CG design yeah. was like all off and wrong. It's... Uh, so he um, he did a giant course correction on a smaller budget and a smaller story on a smaller scale, and it just worked. Like every review I've been reading is like, this is the Transformers movie we've been waiting for yeah. the entire. I, I hope time. it does yeah. well because I, I want to see that kind of you know filmmaking uh, you know reward. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know. So, uh, okay, DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, we have Venom, and uh, you know, uh, I would say go see Spider-Man in the Into the Spider-Verse. You know, you, you didn't really miss much with Venom. I didn't uh, see it. Yeah, because mm, it was blurry. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, the house with a clock in its walls. This was one of those weird kind of movies where it wasn't a great movie, but it had such great parts in it like they were like you know they you know basically they hired a torture porn horror director to direct a kids horror movie so that's interesting the the, the that's interesting yeah the um i mean it's eli roth directed it 
So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, really? Yeah. So wow. It's, it's what really, was the yeah. thinking there? <laughs> exactly. So here's what's wow. interesting. I know who we can get for this yeah. kids movie. Is it, yeah. is it the hostel with a clock? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so every every scene with like a kid and any kind of like human connection with a kid and an adult falls flat. Where really? the scenes it's almost that, hard to imagine. Yeah, yeah. But the scenes that are supposed to be creepy and have the horror elements to it, like raising the dead and right. blood rituals and stuff, are creepy as hell wow. <laughs> because that's what wow. he does. That's... It's, it's almost the kind of movie where you're like, well, I kind of wish there was two directors. Like, just let E.I. Roth do those scenes and let someone else actually direct the actors, that's you know, at some point. So it's, um, it's not a great movie, but it does have some great horror parts to it. Um, a Simple Favor... Didn't quite see this. I, I gotta say, yeah. I gotta say, I love the simple plan, and I've been mm. waiting for a sequel. Yeah. So um, I missed this when it was in the theaters, yeah. but mm-hmm. if it's anything as good as mm-hmm. a simple plan, uh, I'm in. I'm just it's, looking for a plane. Well, it's the a simple universe. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, it's really yeah. exciting. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. It's a um, extended cinematic simple universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Predator. Uh, the, oh God. Is this the child molester cut? Yeah. <laughs> too soon? Too soon? Too soon? Um, Not soon enough. Because if it would have prevented this movie from being made, it would have been better. Um, this movie is terrible from start to finish. Oh, that's um, the point. I haven't seen it. To the point where, even like we talked about before, like even the editing was off. Like the, it was wow. even horribly edited. Oh, that's where, where you're like literally like scenes don't even match each other. Uh-huh. Like, uh, oh, the predators, uh, be, the predators behind the Jeep. And then the next day, oh, the predators... Uh, in the cave, like like they don't even they don't even match. It's the point you yeah. just made, Mark. Of like with action movies, we know what a predator movie is. I'm not I'm not going in to see amazing, but just make a serviceable script. Yeah, well, Shane Black. I'm surprised, you know, because Shane Black and right. Yeah, it, it was yeah, it was a mess. Oh. I I th- my happened. guess is they they had you know 15 punch up people on this. Yeah, or something, yeah. I'd like to see guess. the original Shane Black script yeah, and see what that would look like. You know, I mean. Shane can bring it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened, but it was um, it was really a mess. Yeah. Um, and Fahrenheit eleven nine. This is the Michael Moore. Uh, Didn't see it. Quote documentary. But can you really call them documentaries? Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, it it, makes, it's, he makes opinion. He makes an op ed. Yeah, That's yeah. I mean, he I mean, really. Op-eds. The, the thing about uh, Michael Moore now. I mean, it's it's preaching to the choir. It's like you know, if you're conservative, you watch Fox News. Fox News. If you're, it's it's the kind of documentary filmmaking that. It's not going to change your mind. It's either going to reinforce your opinion or it's going to get you angry and you're just going to think it's all lies. So that's pretty much what, what we're... Which you know, is what, what this I, show is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but which is it? That's for you to decide. It's fake news. <laughs> this is CFN. Yeah. Fake news. And um, the site spotlight, we are also still uh, marking down things at the store. The Doug Benson CDs are still four ninety nine. Once they're gone, they're gone, guys. They're gone. Yeah, this is it. The, you know, the, Liquidation. There's a, there's a few left, uh, but, you know... The, the thing about it, like, why would I buy a CD? Because these are signed. These are actually... And um, you get 20% off of that. Yeah, and you get 20% off of that if you use the code Skynet. That's good for the rest of the year. We also marked down the Wayne Fetterman CDs. Those are CD sets, and they're also signed. Instead of uh, $15.99, they're $8.99. So we have a few of those left. And we also have, like, get a your, couple uh, Pat Oswald and Mark yeah. Maron CDs. So those are those are in the Get your orders in too. this week, guys. You can mm-hmm. get your presents delivered by, by Christmas. Yep. By, a, by a Kurt Russell Santa Claus. Yes. <laughs> right down your chin. My Santa Pliskin. <laughs> and you get a free t-shirt with every t-shirt order. That's still going. So uh, if you buy a t-shirt, you get a free one. How about it? And 
I think that's it. Oh, and also, if you're having any issues with your orders or you want to just make a suggestion, uh, use the email info at comedyfilmnerds.com. The contact form is working again on the site. Uh, but if you really want to kind of have discussions on the movies, use the message boards. Um, you know, Charlene is over there. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, cleaning up the threads, making it more welcoming for everyone. She's our new moderator. And uh, you can have great discussions over there, especially with all these um, Christmas movies coming cool. out. Coming out this week. So, Mark, you're, you're excited about Aquaman. What is exciting you about this? It looks amazing. It looks so visually fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Yeah, I'm just in. I'm Jason Momoa. I'm, I'm, this just looks like a lot of fun. It just mm-hmm. looks like a lot of fun. I, I'm, all right, that's you know, fair. I'm, I'm, it doesn't need to be Godfather 2 I'm you know <laughs> but it looks so it looks so visually arresting I'm, I'm very very curious it does it does well, look like the underwater stuff looks like it's yeah. going to be really interesting the whole world down there I hope there's more to it than a video effects reel I hope there's like you know there's Me some too. type of Me servicing uh, serviceable um, plot and story and character but again like you said you don't need a ton of it you just need it to be serviceable uh, so you can enjoy the, yeah. uh, the visuals well, I, I'm, 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 I got, I have high, high hopes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bumblebee, like I said, it's, it's good. I know. Um, I was just as surprised as you guys. It's, it's really good and it's fun. And honestly, um, it's kind of a girl power iron giant. Mm. Is really oh, how, all right. how it felt. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, a good pitch. You know, and it's it, it was <laughs> a really good yeah, pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll, I'll go see that movie. Yeah, and uh, Mary Poppins Returns. You said you're excited to see this. Uh, I am actually. I got the screener, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm gonna be. Uh, it looks that's, great. That'll be playing at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Show times. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it looks it looks really good. Mm-hmm. My girls have already watched it. They love mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm excited. You know. Have you seen any of it yet? Like when they were watching? No, it? No, no. I I steadfastly Fused, mm-hmm. Like, I didn't go in the living room. Because um, I got to say, the animation, the 2D animation looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, like, really it. fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally down. Mm-hmm. I just, down. I just think, Mark. No offense, I think your TV is a little blurry. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you have a. That is probably true. Yeah, that is probably true. <laughs> and uh, second act. This is the uh, Jennifer Lopez counter programming movie. This is probably a uh, a good weekend to. Uh, to release it because if you're seeing that movie, you have no interest in any of the others. That's yep. probably so, true. Mm-hmm. That's yep. probably true. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but it's again, it's a big uh, what's up movie release. There's some breaking news. Uh, Penny Marshall passed away. Oh, oh no! Sorry to hear it. Oh wow. man! All right. Sorry and to hear. So yeah, Penny Marshall just Penny passed, passed away. Passed Sorry away. to hear that. Uh, Rest in peace, Penny well, Marshall. Welcome to Marwin and They Shall Not Grow. They're coming way, out. Way to bring down the entire way podcast. to go. Yeah. That's a real bummer, actually. But let's. Let's end the show on our favorite Penny Marshall movies. Okay. Big. Yeah. Big. Got to be big. <sighs> I got to agree. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love I A League think, of Their Own. Don't I, get me wrong. Yeah, I like A League of Their Own, big, but honestly, big I like better. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. big ages better. Yeah. It's just, you know, it just ages uh, better. A League of Their Own has some great moments in mm-hmm. it and makes some, some, there's some cool points in it, but I agree with big. Because here's the thing that about big that is so great. It was, you got to remember, it had come out after a bunch of, Freaky Friday type yeah, stories right. had yes, come out. Right. And so you had to have these set pieces in there. She just did them. She executed them the best, in my opinion. Yes. Like, they got to go to the mm-hmm. toy store, right? Yeah. That always had to be a thing. Right. But the way they did that, where he's playing chopsticks with Robert Loja yeah. on that massive piano yep. was so beautiful. It's and an like, iconic scene. It's like, you know, when you think of that movie, yeah, that's the scene you think of. Totally. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, there's a lot of heartwarming moments, but there's a lot of like the first night he's in the hotel 
room in the bad yeah, neighborhood and he's right. scared. Yeah. It was like, it was, that was like, yeah, a 12 year old boy would be terrified who grew mm-hmm. up in the suburbs who's now like in Manhattan. Well, and, mm-hmm. well, I think unlike a lot of the films, you know, that you're right, they were left for Freaky Friday-esque uh, body swap kind of, you know, movies around that time. What I think distinguished big was it had heart to it. Yeah. It really had heart to it. And that was, made it more than just a fun concept. And kind of, she did a good job, I think, of if this actually happened, yeah. how would people like when he first goes to talk to his buddy yeah. and his buddy flips out and thinks, oh, God, this adult is going to molest me. Right. Yeah. And flips out. And yeah. it wasn't until he sings the song and the kid that they cast to play his buddy was gr- great. Was great. Yeah. He was legitimately perfect. terrified. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm trapped with this big guy. And then he starts singing the song and then that's what clicks them together. And then there's all that great stuff where, you know, he holds the kid down to get the, to get the ball, you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and at the at the Yankee game and all that stuff it's like that. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Oh yeah, man! Well, movie. I wonder how many people uh, bought that fortune telling machine. Right. Like, you know, yeah. like, it's got to be on yeah. eBay somewhere. Zoltan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and welcome to Marwin. This is the Steve Carell movie, mm-hmm. and um, this is definitely like they're pushing this for an Oscar. I, I got for sure. I, I'm really looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Miles, who was the uh, he he was a directing uh, he was a director of photography on the Flash series, um, mm-hmm. and was actually going to direct an episode of Arrow this year, mm-hmm. um, but. I get an email from him. Um, feel really bad about this. I've been given the opportunity to be the DP on the next Robert Zemeckis movie. Um, oh, wow. Can I bow out of directing Arrow? I'm like, well, of course you can, man. It's a bummer for, for us, but it's great for you. And uh, he's unbelievably talented and a really wow. good guy. So I am. Uh, I, I just want the movie to succeed for him, quite frankly. That's awesome. Yeah, and it looks really interesting. It, it looks it, great. It's one of those um, movies that it's like, it's got that fantasy uh, element to it. Mm. And... Um, I'm uh, like I'm looking forward to it because it's in good hands. Like Robert Zemeckis, I feel like well, if anyone can mix those elements, I'm he should s- be able to. I'm so glad he's making movies again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. live so, action movies. You know, yeah. just we, he his voice was missed. So I'm hoping it's good. I, I do because it because it, it it definitely looks interesting. Well, it's based on a true story, so you know then it's like because if you just kind of that to me makes it like wow, this guy mm-hmm. was beaten up and he this is how we dealt with it yeah. and then and then mm-hmm. we get to see. The cool thing about filmmaking, and especially with Robert Zemeckis, is this guy created this world with these dolls. So it was just sort of in his head, and he wrote this story. But right. now on screen, we get to see that come to life. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. will kind of tell this guy's story in the best way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and I like all the actresses they've cast as the, mm-hmm. as the, the team or whatever. It, mm-hmm. it reminds me a little bit in a way of... Um, do you remember a, an old Peter Jackson movie called Heavenly Creatures? Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This it kind of like as the... Um, you know the yeah. the the girls were you know uh-huh. hallucinating and that's then, interesting yes uh, I, I you know they comparison. about in this fantasy realm that they lived in and all the while they were plotting to kill the friend's mother yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, but it it blended that kind of uh, um, fantasy kind of almost like a um, premonition vision questy type type thing where everything that you see in the the fantasy world that they're envisioning, you know, coincides with something that's going on in the real world. Even if it looks very abstractly connected, it's there for a purpose and a reason. And that really feels like that's what this movie is is doing. Yeah. So, and the last movie is They Shall Not Grow Old, where we just saw yep. the uh, the trailer. And I'll tell you, it's a it's a big uh, weekend for movies. It's a it's big a, weekend. Some of these a, are Oscar films that are getting a limited release. Yes. But, yeah. Um, you might not be able to find all of these in your area, but. 
there you will certainly be able to find uh, Aquaman and Bumblebee. I'm sure yes. that will be close to you. But these other ones, uh, you know, they're it, it, from what I'm seeing and from the trailers, they look like they're worth your time to yeah. seek out. So, yeah, for it's sure. that time of year for mm-hmm. good movies. So. Yeah. Thank All you right. so much, Mark. Yeah, Coogan, nice, for being guys. on the show. It's always fun. I so, always enjoy so myself So, Mark, here. Uh, what do you want to plug? What do you got coming oh, up? Oh, well, and... when, is, when is this podcast dropping? Uh, today. Today. Yeah. Hey, well, you know what? Guess what? Uh, on Friday, uh, the first season of Three Below uh, Ooh, comes out. Okay. It's the Troll Hunters spinoff series, <laughs> sequel series uh, that uh, I'm doing with Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a ridiculous cast. It has uh, Tatiana Maslany and Diego Luna and Nick Frost and Nick Offerman oh, wow. uh, and uh, Haley Atwell and uh, John Kenny and... Uh, Cynthia Hines and um, we're we're also uh, we we gave a shot to an up and coming actress who I really think could go someplace. Uh, named her name is Glenn Close. Um, <laughs> really going to uh, set mm-hmm. the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's an insane, insane uh, you know cast. Uh, Steve Yoon uh, returns uh, mm-hmm. as Steve Paulchuk. Um, Charlie Saxon uh, returns as Toby. Um, you have Kelsey so, Grammer. Uh, Kelsey Grammer, uh, I guess I could say, uh, yes, Kelsey Grammer does return uh, reprise his role as Blinky um, mm-hmm. because we, we will be seeing a couple of the Troll Hunters characters on the show. Nice. Oh, great. So it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. Yeah, really excited about this one. So uh, please check it on out. It's on Netflix. Now, this awesome. is a spinoff. Like you, I remember you saying that you have the original Troll Hunters series, but then Netflix greenlit like a couple of spinoffs, right? Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, th- there'll be three shows in total, Troll Hunters, Three Below, and uh, Wizards. So it's okay. a trip. Trilogy of, mm-hmm. of shows, and uh, it's this. I'm I'm really excited about this one. It's it's uh, a lot of fun. It's got a lot of heart, a lot of humor. It's a fun um, show. It's yeah. a real fun show. It, the visuals. It. If you thought the animation on Troll Hunters was impressive, this is just blows it away. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. it's it's. I don't know how they. We use the same artists and the same vendors and same everybody, but everyone just brought their A game. Nice. It's, it's next level stuff. It's really that's great. great. Oh, yeah, great. it's really really cool. Okay, on um, Netflix, everybody on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday. And then uh, you can you can probably still check out on CW the crossover, right? You can absolutely check mm-hmm. out the crossover. Um, that's like on the CW app, and it's mm-hmm. um, I think it might even be on Netflix. Uh, but yes, that's that's still uh, around and, and available to check out. Uh, what else is going on? Um, uh, What's the name of the um, uh, the uh, Amazon show that you were? In oh, uh, Carnival Row. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carnival. It's a show with. Uh, Orlando Bloom and Cara Delvine, and mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. It's from uh, the creator of Pacific Rim, um, and it's this really incredibly visually arresting, very I think timely, uh, you know, sort of fantasy. Um, and it's is Guillermo really del Toro cool. uh, involved in it? Uh, no, no, he 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 was attached to it for a few minutes uh-huh. long before I, I got involved. Okay, um, but you know that Guillermo is a busy guy. Yeah, he's got a lot going. <laughs> on that yeah. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Actually, it was through Guillermo. Guillermo was how I learned about it originally. Oh, yeah. Because we were working on Troll Hunters when he was mm-hmm. uh, reviewing the script. Oh, great. Yeah. All right. So you got a lot going on. Yeah. A lot going on. It's nice. good stuff. It's well, good always stuff. Uh, always glad to have you here, this Mark. This is a lot of fun, mm-hmm. yes. I always Wait, look, did we go an entire episode without giving him shit about the Green Lantern movie? No. Okay. <laughs> yes, not. Yes, not. Yeah. I was going to, Chris. Yes, yes not. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, I right. think we deserve some credit for that. You do. Yes. <laughs> you do. We're going to take away a little bit of the credit. Yeah. But, you know. 
Yes. But uh, that's great. I want to check all that out. Uh, my son is a huge fan of Troll Hunters, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I, I think you. it's a really fun show. It's actually the kind of show that, you know, I can watch with him and be really interested. Like, it's kind of like a, it's that great sweet spot of like, well, kids can enjoy it, but also adults as well, because mm-hmm. we can get into it because the characters are so good. That's too. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's that's the idea. I mean, people like always ask me, like, well, how do you write? for kids and my my dear little secret is I don't no. um, I just write it as if it's a show the, um, I mean it's easier to go what's the worst type of kids program oh when uh, kids are being talked down to yeah it's yeah. very, it's very simple it. yeah. kids can mm-hmm. totally handle it um, mm-hmm. and you know it's it, these shows are sort of you know inspired by the old Amblin films um, you know, which again, we're like for all ages, you know, right. for, for mm-hmm. kids of all ages, including adults and, mm-hmm. um, you know, heart and humor and, and, uh, a bit of adventure and visual pop. Well, the, uh, you um, know, the, uh, Amazon show sounds fun too. The Amazon show is mm-hmm. great. I'm really excited about, it. um, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a situation I sort of stepped into. I wasn't mm-hmm. involved with the show from, the, from the very beginning. Um, but I have Kaiju I've, in it. Uh, it does not have kaiju in it, uh, but it has it has fairies and it has trolls and it has centaurs and pucks and um, it is it is an incre- I will say it is an incredibly uh, visually arresting uh, piece of piece of uh, television. It it uh, we're shooting it in Prague, mm-hmm. and uh, the look of it's incredible. And, oh, great! Uh, Carnival Row, uh, which is where most of the shows just take place, they they basically built on a back lot. Oh, um, wow! And uh, it's pretty cool. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm lucky to be working on it. I'm excited for uh, people to see it. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So FNX, the channel I uh, did that, that I directed that series on, has an app now. So mm. I know a lot of you didn't get the channel. But if mm. you download the FNX app, First Nations Experience, you can watch all 13 episodes of the First Nations Comedy Experience, the series that I directed, produced, and hosted. So uh, download that and uh, check it out. And then, of course, um, Stay in Your Lane Comedy Show this Saturday, the 22nd. Um, uh, that's at GrahamElwood.com. And then the, the Progressive Comedy Tour that I'm doing with Ron Placone. We start. We go to Florida in January, and we're going all over the place. We're going to Texas. We're going East Coast. So those all those tour dates and everything are at GrahamElwood.com. All right, check it out. And uh, my graphic novel, Long Ago and Far Away, is available at the Comedy Film Nerd store, signed. And I'll be na- making a publisher announcement in January. And also, make sure you subscribe to Conversations from the Abyss. That's uh, my scripted podcast, basically an audio black mirror in 15-minute chunks. And uh, the season two will start dropping in January. Yeah, go to the All store, right. guys. Use uh, Skynet. Save 20% on everything that's available at the ComedyFilmers.com. Yep. It's, not, it's not too late. Check it out. Christmas and, shopping. Uh, yeah, you know, last-minute shopping. We'll get it to you. Stuff's uh, going out this Friday. Well, Mark, thank awesome. you so much thank for you doing guys. the show. Oh, Aaron, thank you for bringing in the, the breaking news. We're sorry to hear about Penny Marshall. Yeah, rest in peace, um, Penny Marshall. So uh, my name is Graham Melwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot first. <laughs>